Welcome back to the feminine art of self-expression. I'm Morgan Day Cecil. This is our sex and relationship episode. We're talking about how self-expression plays out in romantic relationships. And actually, what we're going to talk about here applies to all relationships. We're going to focus in on intimate relationships because that's often where self-sabotage and unconscious patterns around our self-expression presents itself the clearest. I would love to teach you about the erotic side of self-expression and the art of seduction. But before I can do that, we have to get real with ourselves. Most of us aren't bringing our sexiest selves to how we communicate in our relationships. A lot of us are operating in our toxic feminine energy of manipulation instead of our whole woman energy of seduction and delight. It's really common to bring our inner wounded child to our partners, which is decidedly unsexy. We all have this unconscious desire for wholeness, and our most intimate relationships are the container where we can find that healing. But when we're unconscious of this, the way that we attempt to solve the problems actually ends up making it a lot more messy, and it doesn't create the connection or the intimacy we really desire. There are two main ways we tend to self-sabotage authentic expression in our relationships. Number Number one, either by not speaking up and communicating our needs, desires, preferences, or really even sharing much of our true personality at all, or by taking up all the air in the room and kind of bulldozing our partners with our need to communicate. Whether you feel like you're hiding in your relationships or verbally vomiting all over your partner, bearing all without regard for the consequences, there's so much growth that we can begin just by bringing more awareness to what's happening. I'll never forget the first time my husband got truly upset with me. For context, my husband was raised in the evangelical church, and like a lot of men of his era raised in the church, he suffered from nice guy syndrome. At the time, he had no idea what that was or what was going on, but to sum it up, nice guy syndrome is a lot like good girl conditioning. Basically, it's an inability to connect to your own sense of worthiness, inherent worthiness, and to connect to your own needs and desires, placing your partner's needs and desires ahead of your own and falling into a codependent relationship as a result. It's not pretty, it's not sexy, that's what we are in. A lot of guys fall into nice guy syndrome because they genuinely want to be different than the toxic alpha male dominating energy that is celebrated in our culture around men. The problem is it's easy to lose a healthy sense of assertiveness and masculinity when you are in nice guy syndrome. Thankfully, if you know someone struggling with this, maybe your boyfriend or your husband or your brother or your dad, they can get help just like women can get help. And actually, my husband is an amazing coach for men in that spot. If you got a fellow in your life looking for support around this, you can send me a DM on Instagram or in an email and I'll send you some information that you can pass on to them. So back to that night. It was our first year of marriage and I prided myself on not being like the other girls. I wasn't going to be a yes dear wife. I was going to own every single one of my feelings, opinions, needs, and desire and voice them to him unapologetically. And he better listen. Oh boy. I thought that was progressive and evolved. Bless my husband for having so much patience with me. We've now been married for almost 15 years and I will say it is so hard. Marriage can be so freaking hard, but it's absolutely worth it and I wouldn't trade it for the world. If you are married, this is just a little plug to keep at it. So while my husband struggled with articulating and expressing his thoughts, feelings, and desires, I had the opposite problem. And that night, 
I was going batshit crazy, saying things I didn't need to be saying, things that just emasculated him more and more, making him feel like he couldn't do anything right. And in the middle of my emotional tirade, he interrupted me. Not everything you think has to come out your mouth. Whoa. Not everything I think has to come out my mouth. I was speechless and totally convicted in my spirit. My husband was right. Years later, after a lot of inner work caring for my inner child, I would finally understand that authentic self-expression wasn't about saying whatever was on my mind unfiltered. Authentic self-expression is about speaking your truth with wisdom. It's not about speaking whatever feels true and urgent in the moment. It's about connecting to a deeper truth of your soul and being able to communicate that sanely and compassionately, respecting the dignity of yourself and others. Meaning, rarely when angry, triggered, or highly emotional is the most true thing ever going to come out of your mouth. That also means being a verbal processor that I was didn't make me more authentically self-expressed than my husband who was more of an internal processor. Me using my husband as my personal, emotional, energetic vomitorium when my feelings ran wild and I didn't know how to regulate my feelings... That was not cool, not a sign of my authenticity, definitely not a sign of any maturity, and not a sign of a healthy marriage either. At first year of marriage, I was totally unaware of my projections. Projection can mean a couple of different things depending on which framework we're using. In the West, projection refers to our shadow that we project on the people around us. What I want to talk about today is the Eastern version of projection from the Kundalini yogic tradition, which your projection is your energetic signature. It's your nonverbal, non-physical energetic signature to the world. Our projection is created by what we experience within ourselves, so it's really tied to our inner reality. Our inner reality defines how we perceive, interpret, and experience the world around us. It determines the energy that we vibrate, and it influences how people feel about us, how they relate to and interact with us, how they feel when they're just hanging out around us. You can pick up on people's projections pretty quickly. It's the vibe they give off. Our projection has a very strong influence on those that we live with and those that we love. Our projection is influenced by our thoughts, our feelings, our subconscious programming, and the state of our present consciousness, plus the clarity and radiance of our aura, which we can get into that another time. The concept of projection is so important when we're talking about expression. Because so often we don't realize that the majority of what we're expressing is not what we're saying. The majority of our self-expression comes from our presence, not necessarily our words. What I mean when I say the majority of our self-expression comes from our presence, I actually really mean our physical presence, how we are holding ourselves, our posture, what we are doing with our eyes, our tone of voice. These very basic elements of embodiment have a strong influence on our physical presence and thus our projection and how we are being received. The great Maya Angelou wrote, I learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And St. Francis of Assisi is legend to have said, Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Implicit in both these ideas is that our most powerful expression is often unspoken. Whether we are an introvert or an extrovert, internal processor or external processor, it's super important that we realize, own, and wisely use the creative, impactful power of our presence and to become more aware of our projection. 
Your energetic signature, your presence, your projection influences how people perceive you more than anything else. You can think of it like the radio signal we are sending out. And as women, it emanates most strongly from the values and desires we embody. If we're living in our head all the time, that's really going to cloud our projection, just as being emotionally unstable is going to cloud our projection. And some of my favorite people are the emotional unstable ones, so no judgment. I'm just saying there's some growth, there's some room for all of us out there who are creatives, passionate people. There's a room for us to develop emotional mastery so that we can effectively communicate and express who we really are in the world. Our projection is influenced by our feelings, of course, and our sensitivity. If we don't have any emotional mastery and we're all over the place like I was, that's going to affect the clarity of our projection. Our projection is also influenced by the words we choose and how we use those words, along with our intentions and our motivations at the heart space. What our projection really is, is a combination of our physical embodiment and all the cues we're sending non-verbally, and also our state of consciousness, what's going on in our heart space. Everyone knows the worst fights happen after a few drinks. Alcohol closes down access to our higher energy centers, and then we are vulnerable to our most primal, vulgar, reactive self. This is where embodiment and spirituality meet. Whether you're someone who tends to live in your head and you feel safer in the realm of the intellect, and maybe you discuss your emotions at a distance as if you're talking about somebody else's experiences, or you are very connected to your emotions and you feel absolutely ruled by them, almost like you're a slave to your emotions. Both of these experiences actually indicate a disconnection from our wholeness as women and that we may not feel safe in our bodies. Emotions are one of our superpowers as women, but they are not our identity. When our entire identity is based on something so fleeting and truly ever-changing, emotions are meant to flow and they're not meant to stay static and the same, then women can get easily confused about who they really are, what's really true. Having a healthy spirituality becomes really helpful for feminine wholeness because now we can have an identity based on something bigger and more powerful even than our emotions and our fluctuating thoughts. Our thoughts and our emotions are changing all the time. And if it feels like you've ever been like three different people in one day, it's because you kind of are. It's almost like we have three different brains and thus three different personalities. We have the doing mind, the being mind, and the wise mind. And each of these minds correlate with a different quality of consciousness. When we are living in our head, we are task focused and uber rational. We think of our thoughts as facts and we are ruled by facts. Values and feelings are not very important. When we are in our emotion mind, our emotions can fluctuate very quickly. We are very hot and mood dependent. Maybe you say things and you do things that aren't really in alignment with your true self, but in the moment they just kind of overtake you. Facts, reason, and logic are not at all important. It's the blending of the two that creates the wise mind, Sophia's mind which is the wisdom within each person, seeing the value of both reason and emotion, bringing your left brain and right brain together. This is the middle path where you get to honor the masculine mode of doing and the feminine mode of being, and from that place, express your deepest, clearest truth. 
maybe you can relate to this. Before I became aware of my trauma patterns, my need to be understood that came from my inner child and not feeling seen or heard as a little girl, I was emanating such chaos and unconsciously impacting my husband in really icky ways. So many women beat themselves up about feeling crazy and acting crazy in their relationship and it's only because they haven't learned about the power of their presence and their projection and how to create embodied safety and emotional mastery for themselves. Truly, the crazy making is every single one of us before we learn the power of our presence as women and how to hone it. This is why I say your presence is your power. This is the reason. Your presence is your expression. Whether you tend to be someone who verbally vomits over the person they love, like I was, or you tend to be someone who doesn't share a thing and keeps it all to yourself, please know this. You are not broken. This is a quote from John Bradshaw, Homecoming, Reclaiming and Healing Your Inner Child. He says, adult children, having long ago buried their authentic selves and lost their sense of I amness, cannot give themselves to their partners because they don't have a self to give. This is it. This is the healing that I've seen in my clients again and again, a reclaiming of I amness and also a containing of I amness. If you are someone who tends to not share at all your thoughts, your feelings, maybe you don't know how you feel. Maybe you don't know what you desire. Or maybe it just doesn't feel safe to share it. It's about a reclaiming of I amness. If you are someone who is ruled by your emotional world and it feels very chaotic inside and you need someone on the outside of you to help you regulate, then for you it's about a containing of I amness that you can be your own strong container. And when you can be your own strong container, when you have reclaimed your I amness, then it gets really exciting and also way sexier. One of the journeys I take my students on is a reclamation of the five stages of healthy sexual development. And we do this because our culture is not a sexually healthy culture. There is this expectation that we'll go from being innocent virgins to being these sacred sex goddesses without any idea of how to get there. Many of my clients came to me because they're like, I was raised that sex was dirty, sex was bad, sex was something only men enjoy, and now I'm married and I'm expected to be this sex goddess and I just do not know how to connect to that part of me because it's been repressed or shut down or shamed for so long. This, of course, creates so much suffering and struggle in a relationship. The good news is it's really pretty quick to clean up. How I help my clients reclaim their I amness in the bedroom and also contain their I amness in the bedroom so they can feel sovereign and liberated at the same time is by introducing them to five key feminine archetypes. So archetypes are blueprints of consciousness. You can think of them as strong projections. The archetypes help you connect to yourself, your own sexuality, and the sexuality you share in your relationship in fresh new ways. If you did not have healthy female role models growing up, I can teach you how to activate these archetypes within you. You'll never get bored or shut down in the bedroom again when you can tap into all these different aspects of yourself and all these different aspects are safe. There are different ways to experience pleasure and intimacy. You get to enjoy and explore different flavors of sexual intimacy and pleasure. 
For instance, the maiden allows you to connect into your sensuality. The sacred fool allows you to connect into your inherent playfulness so that you can enjoy a lighthearted shag. Not everything has to be so serious. The queen teaches you how to honor your boundaries so you feel really good about expressing your yeses and expressing your noes. The seductress, of course, will teach you how to flirt and how to become unapologetic about your pleasure. If you want to enjoy mind-blowing sacred union sex, the priestess will show you how it's done. All of these expressions are part of your original wholeness. All of these expressions are available to you. If you don't believe me, ask any of the students from Heal Your Own Gaze, women who absolutely didn't think they had it in them to connect to the seductress, to feel sexy and whole in the bedroom, were amazed that in a matter of weeks, they came right back to their original essence, just like riding a bike. Even if you've never ridden the bike before, once you activate these archetypes, it's like you've ridden for eternity. You know how to do this. Enjoying sex is part of your feminine nature. What I've also observed is that these specific feminine archetypes Types, the way that I teach it helps women clear their old projections. These archetypes, once activated, are like a cosmic peroxide cleaning your projection from the inside out. So no longer are you unconsciously projecting the fear, guilt, shame, and good girl conditioning carried over from your youth, but you start projecting your true essence. And there is nothing more captivating and magnetic in a woman than when she's embodied in her true original she power, her sexy, holy energy, which is her unique essence. Now let's just take a deep breath. All this may sound just too good to be true, or it may be incredibly triggering if this is an area of your life where you feel the most shut down around your feminine self-expression. Don't get discouraged. You're not broken. I have so many tools I can teach you around mastering your emotional destiny. Relationships are the number one place where self-expression breaks down because we are wounded in relationships and relationships are the place where we can find some of our deepest healing, especially in the realm of sex. The key to sexual communication is the key to wholeness. It's the key to self-expression itself. In the feminine wholeness method, I teach it as number one, embodied safety, number two, emotional mastery, and number three, empowered imagination. That first piece is so important because our body needs to feel safe in order for us to be self-expressed. And it's up to us to be able to create that internal safety and not rely on someone outside of us to regulate our nervous system for us. That is what we needed when we were babies and children, but it's not appropriate to demand that or expect that as sovereign women, especially from our romantic partners who we want to meet in the dark as equals. Number two, emotional mastery. You can get good at regulating your own emotions and being able to operate in that wise mind, neither wildly controlled by your emotional state and your urges or disconnected from your emotions at all. That wise mind can hold the balance of both your emotional mind and your rational mind, and you can learn how to communicate with so much clarity and effectiveness as a result. The third piece, empowered imagination. This is about getting excited about what's possible when you live into your wholeness as a woman and you begin showing up in your relationships and communicating from this wholeness. 
maybe you were able to begin feeling into that with our discussion around feminine archetypes. This is what we do inside the Embody Academy. Women develop skill sets around embodied safety, emotional mastery, and empowered imagination. The three keys to mastering the art of feminine self-expression. These aren't just skills you can learn by reading a book or by having a couple of sessions with a therapist. We actually need ongoing practice to develop these skills, which is what we do inside of the Embody Academy. It's a safe container where you will not only learn these new skill sets, you will get time and guidance on how to practice them until they become fully integrated and you can embody them on your own. You don't have to wait until full metamorphosis before you can start experiencing new wins in your communication and self-expression in your relationship. Your homework today is a communication exercise. You can find it in your audio bundle if you've upgraded. If you haven't upgraded yet, it's worth upgrading just for this one practice alone. This is a lifesaver. It's a proven communication tool. It's a very simple and powerful guided communication exercise. There's actually two different ones in there. One that's focused on communication and one that's more embodied. Both of them can work magic on your relationship tonight. So if you've already upgraded, go ahead and dive into it. If you haven't upgraded yet, what are you waiting for? This practice alone is worth the price you'll pay for the entire bundle. And there are so many powerful practices in that bundle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, you are always expressing yourself. Our emanation, our projection is going out into the world, whether we like it or not, whether we are conscious of it or not. So if you really want to master the art of feminine self-expression, and you do because this is what you're made for, you have to get serious about honoring the power of your presence as a woman and cleaning up any of the static and noise that is confusing your energetic signature and stealing from your power. If you don't know how to do that yet, that's okay. That's why I'm here. And in the next episode, I'm going to teach you one of the things that blocks and confuses a woman's energetic signature and projection the most, her body image and how she sees herself. Grab your selfie stick and I'll see you there.